Hello, good evening, and welcome to the they make like ha, they don't make them like they used to on Sunshine Radio at St Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. Happy Valentine's Day! In respect of Valentine's Day tomorrow, this will be a love edition. So, as most of you might know from listening to the show, or maybe just if this might be your first time, this is a nostalgic movie show where we actually talk about films that were made pre-1980s. Just talking about how great they were and we wax lyrical about how those films just aren't the same anymore. And with me in the studio, I think keeping in theme, keeping keeping alive with a love theme is actually quite cozy in the studio right now. We have my three, my three fellow stooges hanging around one mic. So, with me in the studio, we have Sharon. Hello. Hello, yeah, I think you're going to have to be a bit loud. <laughs> we have Sharon, Sean. Hi, yeah. And Joe. Well, that's the first time I've been called a stooge. A stooge, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. My little stooge is in here. Now, at the moment, the big Valentine's movie that's going to be, be released this year round is Fifty Shades of Grey. And anybody else any here plan to go see that film? I have no plans to go and see it. Me neither. Uh, go on, Joe. Go on, Joe. You're <laughs> going to see it, aren't you? Hey. Uh, Take one for the team. It, dep- <laughs> it depends what else is out. Yeah. If nothing else out, I might just out of curiosity. But anyway, something. with with this show, with this show, I mean, with um, this film coming out into the cinemas, it's making me, quite frankly, a little bit nostalgic, and it's making me happy that we can run to the relatively hallowed sanctity of pre-1980s romantic movies. But... First of all, earlier today, I went around the hospital accosting anyone who would talk to me. I mean, I grabbed doctors, nurses, porters, patients. No one was safe. And as the show carries on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you what the answers were to the question of what was the favorite romantic movie of all time. So we're going to cut off with our first lot of interviews today. Um, you might think that there were... You might see that the couple of these are a bit weird. I just grabbed people when and where I could find them. So no excuses for the quality of it but here is the first lot of interviews of people and what their favorite romantic movie of all time was oh the wedding singer why would you say the wedding singer because it's just it's it's really funny and it's really fun and um that film can always make me laugh and it's really sweet at the same time ghost why, why ghost oh, this makes me cry all right yeah. i think i got it on video Video, yeah. yeah. So was it something you watched with the family? Or no, with boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on video, DVD, the lot. Doesn't matter how many times I watch it, I always cry. What's your favourite scene most? At the end, when Patrick Swayze goes to heaven, and that I love it. Cool. I think my favourite romantic movie is probably Love Actually. It's a bit of a classic, I suppose. Um, but I just love all the different interactions that you get throughout the movie. It's great fun. I think I saw it in the cinema when it first came out. It's a classic Christmas movie. We bring it out every Christmas at home. I think I've ever seen one, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm single and uh, don't go in for that romantic stuff. You don't go in for the romantic stuff? No. I'll leave that to you, lads. Okay. How all about- the experts. <laughs> <laughs> How about the first film you ever saw in a cinema? First film I saw, that would be a West Side Story. All right. Yeah, going back a few years, that was, Jesus. <laughs> when it came out, with a girlfriend, of course, at the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And what did you think about that? Rubbish. Rubbish. Two, well, the Jets and the, uh, another little lot, yeah. The sharks rubbish. and the Jets. Sharks and the Jets, that's it, yeah. 
Didn't reckon it. She did, I don't know, but there you go. Worst couple of hours I was bored in my life. But there you go, part of life, isn't it? Thank you so So what's your name, sir? It's John. John, okay, cool. Well, so I've just had that done. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay, so those are the first lot of people who I spoke to. In there, we had Sharon, who works in the restaurant. She was the lady who chose Ghost. And the, John was the guy at the end, the guy who's never seen a romantic comedy, but the first film he saw in the cinema was West Side Story. Yeah, which he hated. I liked West Side Story, but um, I don't like, I'm not too keen on romantic films myself, so I can relate to what he's saying. <laughs> I love the fact that he just sort of said, what you, because West Side Story has shown up a couple of times on this show. Yes. As oh, as like you know, people saying, "Oh, I love that film, love that film." I love the fact he just said, "What do you think about it?" Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and you might have heard that there was a sh- I had a sharp intake of breath right at the end because I have to say, John, if you're listening, you promised me you would. So I just wanted to say this guy has got an amazing attitude because he actually said he said I just had that done and he lifted up his blanket and showed me that he just had his leg amputated, oh. like below the knee. Yeah, like he just. Yeah, he just had it amputated below the knee and he was but the guys his spirits were like well if he was like yeah don't worry no we need to worry about it what you got a bellyache about all that kind of stuff and i think the way i see it is a new beginning i can get like a prosthetic put on and i've got to learn how to walk all over again it's gonna be like and i'll just kind of like john you are like my hero because that is, yeah, inspiration. That is inspiration what an attitude to have yeah. well, yes. that's look at no, i mean no the guy the guy was something else i mean the, the guy was totally something else just the way that he just approached the whole idea of okay my leg might be gone so john you are a star. Not everybody might agree with your views on West Side Story, but... I do, John. <laughs> <laughs> I do. About the rom-coms, me and Joe, we entered a quiz and they had a round on rom-coms. And so we got only one. yesterday and we, got, we just... got one question. That's and our joker round and yeah. we only got 12 on our joke <laughs> As a result, because of that, I knew we were going to talk about romantic films today and I knew that you'd say, what's your favourite romantic film? And I wouldn't have a clue. So I actually had a good long think and wrote a few down. Okay. So Some romantic films that I actually like. Okay, yeah. That's quite a thing, right? I like An Affair to Remember with Cary Grant. Okay. I absolutely adore that film. It's a beautiful film. I like The Bridges of Madison County. Okay. Uh, with Clint Eastwood Clint and, Eastwood uh, and Meryl, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful film. And I know we're talking before 1980s. Well, uh, that would be good. But I quite liked 13 Going on 30. <laughs> Now, that is about as cheesy and as, as embarrassing as it gets, but I actually quite enjoyed that. It's got an 80s feel to it, and it was all right. Uh, I liked One Fine Day with George Clooney. I liked I liked The Notebook. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe. Right, only, only because I watched it at uni with, um, with a friend of mine, and we both just... The film finished and we were both in tears. Oh. It was just really, really lovely. Was this a girl or a guy? It, it was a girl. Um, it was okay. just a, literally a friend that came round that, that I used to hang out with at uni. Oh, no, no, um, no, no, it's okay. If it was, but two guys sat down there in tears at the tears, notebook, yeah. I think. No, it was myself and a girl. <laughs> Kate, if you're listening, it was a special moment. We'll always have, uh, we'll, we'll always have the notebook. Always have baby goose. Yeah. It does have a very moving ending, though. Well, it just... I have to say, it's incredibly moving. It, the idea is that he was doing all, and I don't want to spoil it, but the idea is that he was doing it all without for the very, very limited amount of time that he'd actually get with uh, with his lady again. Yeah. And, and it happened very rarely. He made a stone not to be moved by that ending, yeah. I think. No, I, I, and I also quite liked uh, Shall We Dance with Jennifer Lopez and Richard Gere. <laughs> Great film. 
Now, I knew I'd forget those because I'm not a big romantic uh, film fan, but those are ones which I, I can... Okay. I can admit to liking. Okay, what what do we think about some of the other choices that we heard from people? So we heard um, Love Actually. Love Actually, I think one, Love Actually is one of those romantic films you have to pick the storyline that you like. There's so many in there, and I only like about half of them. So I like the Hugh Grant one, but I can't stand the one with Colin Firth. And I like the one with Emma Thompson because of the pathos with it. Okay, and yeah. It's about it's like a marriage that's failing almost, but the different kinds of love. So I re- I liked the different strands of it. But some of it I thought, no, cut that bit out, cut that bit out. And a bit like Bill, Bill Nye, again, it's the relationship between him and his manager. Yeah, yeah, it's a different yeah. kind of love, but yeah. it's just as loving. So I like it because of the different strands, but yeah, not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So we had, okay, we had Ghost. Love. We talked to like, one of the ladies, yeah. was it Sharon in the restaurant? Yeah, Sharon in the restaurant mentioned Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Um, I got a few online. There's a bit of feedback from online about romantic oh, films. Oh, okay, yeah. So for those of you who are listening, we actually now have a Facebook page. And on the Facebook page, I think we asked earlier today, what was your favourite romantic film? And um, so, Joe, you want to kick off with some of those? Well, um, yeah, we had uh, Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail, the Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks dream team. That was from Rachel. Well, that's not even the best film that has the both of them in it. Well, if you're talking about the uh, Joe versus the Volcano. That's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. When, when Harry, did, they, did you say when Harry met Sally? No, in, in uh, sleep, in, sleep in Seattle and you've got mail. When Harry met Sally was Billy Crystal. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. I was thinking. Easy yeah, mistake to make. Good we point. made it last night during the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. So it's a sleepless in Seattle. You've got mail. Brian. That was from Rachel. Uh, we've got uh, Marina says Shakespeare in Love. Oh, Shakespeare in Love. Which uh, the fact that it won was it Best Picture is just. Best actress for oh God! I don't know how that happened. <laughs> okay, okay, carry on. P.S. I love you. The Lake House. See, I like the Lake House, but it made me cry. It's, yeah, well, that that um, <laughs> that made Marina cry. Was it the, uh, Moulin Rouge? She says is quite a nice romantic film. Mm. Imagine me and you. Okay, no, Moulin Rouge. I agree with. I agree with that. That's quite a nice love no, story. Moulin Rouge is a very good one. Yeah, yeah. goes a bit over the top. Um, a good year. Oh, Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, actually, yeah. And another um, Baz Luhrmann, we had Moulin Rouge. Also, Australia, she said, was a really good romantic film. Oh, well, uh, yes. Hugh, Hugh Jackman uh, and Nicole Kidman. I think we might be straining into the realms of romantic cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we might be straining into the realms oh, of romantic dear. cheese. So it's uh, because I think there's a difference between a good romantic movie and just romantic... Anyway, yeah. never mind. That's what we say. So let's. So okay, okay. Just going on back to the interviews we heard. So we, Ghost, um, the Ghost. I think that's almost like a dead cert to be on a lot of many people's lists. And um, oh yeah, West Side Story. But we heard what we heard what John thought about it. John, you're, you're a legend. <laughs> All right, but uh, what we tend to do, we, we will be playing some more interviews as we go into the show of what happened when we went around the when we went when I went around the hospital and what people's views were on the greatest romantic movie, well, their greatest romantic movie of all time. But usually, each week, we pick a film that we think, this is a dead cert classic, and we just talk about it and say, okay, look, this is a great, great film. So, <laughs> Sean, today, this week, it's your choice. What have you chosen as the romantic movie of Okay. This will be good. This will be good. Now, um, this romantic movie is actually... Uh, uh, well, it is romantic. It is the Bride of Frankenstein, oh, yes. an old, <laughs> the old Universal horror flick, which is is probably, if we were talking sequels, the sequel to Frankenstein is probably uh, a better movie. It is. It's the classic movie. It's the the Bride of Frankenstein. It's not actually the monster. Not actually the female monster. It's actually 
Frankenstein's wife. So, so, well, so, so the doctor, so Doctor Frankenstein. So Doctor Frankenstein's wife is the bride of Frankenstein. The f- not the idea not of the wife as the monster is something which speaks to me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's the, 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 the parallels are there, but this film, I mean, it's it's, it's brilliant. Then okay, Joe, I think I'm just going to save you for yourself and let's listen to something now let's from do the bride. <laughs> Good lord. Cool. So, Sean, for the sequel to a horror movie, that's quite a sort of lush, romantic-sounding score, isn't it? Franz Waxman. It's Franz Waxman, yeah, yeah, famous composer. Wow. Um, bow down before Franz Waxman <laughs> for a while. Yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of universal Frankenstein films, but this one really, really stands out as uh, a classic, I think. Um, the, to me, the lighting in it, I mean, I know Joe's the, the tech wizard, but the lighting was absolutely fantastic it was really atmospheric and the music made it really really nice as well um and the actual female monster is just like that robotic look she's just she is iconic really yeah. she's totally totally iconic if you look at um fancy dress shops everything like yeah that. because it's, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like the sort of like sheer white yeah. dress and like the the sort of almost marge simpson like yeah. black hair yeah, with yeah. the white stripe going up the side of it and everything yeah 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 it's great this is um i mean i love all these 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 frankenstein films these classic horror films and again i think it's because like last week i talked about the sci-fi movies and then the errol flynn movies this one these i used to watch them on tv late at night and they were quite scary they're not so scary now but at the time i was quite scared and i used to watch them and go up to bed and think oh no (laughs) because i mean it's iconic but uh yeah i mean all of all of the ones in the series frankenstein son of frankenstein um, House of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. There was so they were all and, and those, those are the Universal Frankenstein. Universal Frankenstein, yeah. Which I think, well, obviously iconic, classic, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the people who played the monsters, Karloff, obviously in the first two. But one of my favourite Frankenstein monsters is someone called Glenn Strange. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, he's, he was mainly in westerns, but he plays a really, really fierce monster in um, House of Frankenstein, which is. He's to me, he's the best universal monster. Yeah. Although Karloff is the the more iconic one. Yeah. So yeah, but I don't know what Joe thinks. So have you seen it, Joe? Yeah. Nice yeah, young Yeah. Which one? Which are we talk about? Bride. 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 Yeah, many a time. Many yeah. a time. So so what exactly is the story of Bride? How does it fo- how does it follow on? Because okay, it has the word Bride in the title? It makes sound like there's a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. It, there it, is basically. Um, Doctor Frankenstein's going to get married, and uh, but he meets this nutty professor who persuades him to. Um, start his experiments up again and, okay. and the monster's hanging around scaring people but he sort of turns up and so he decides oh yeah I'm going to make this this uh, female creature so that he's got some company and in this film actually you feel quite a lot of sympathy for the monster mm. I mean in the first film he doesn't really talk at all but in this one he actually says you know he's like Quite sympathetic with you, really, because even though he looks like he is deep down, he's he's I think quite. He's nice sympathetic in the first film, actually. You do feel for him. There's a little scene with the little girl, isn't it? The very first film where the little girl yeah. by the street, yeah. Yeah. and you really feel that he just doesn't oh, understand morality, so basic. he appreciates yeah. her beauty, mm. and so it's it's the beauty that he's after and he's drawn to. So I think he's a sympathetic character, even though 
you forget his appearance after a while when you, you try to see his dawning humanity, don't you? Oh, yeah. But that's what he's striving for. But he's denied it because of how he looks. Mm, so he isn't just a big thing that just goes. <laughs> can we do? Can we do spoilers toward about the end of the movie? I yeah, the film's, like, the film's like what over yeah, fifty 90, years. No, old. no, no. Okay. Well, at the very end, <laughs> it, 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 the end of the movie. Um, it's gonna ruin it for me, but I don't care. I should okay. have watched it by now. The actual, <laughs> the actual monster, says to to Frankenstein because his 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 fiance's banging on the door. Well, well, let me in, let me in, and um, he says go, but to the nutty professor. That, that persuaded Frankenstein. He says, "But you today," and then he just pulls the whole place down. Sort of, then the whole thing blows up. One of the images that sticks in my mind was the—is it the snow globe scene? Thing? Yeah. What can you describe that scene for? Because I have images, memories of it, <laughs> and I'm trying to find a picture of it now, and I can't. What, what was that all about? Because that was a, a key image for me from the film. Yeah, I think I think that was probably um, some sort of memory from from you know uh, deep down in the psyche in the consciousness. Of, mm. It was just it was weird. And it was weird. Yeah, it was almost like yeah, yeah. I remember so, that. That was uh, yeah. Bizarre. So so okay. The from if you've seen any pictures of it, like so, you have the Frankenstein's monster who does look like he's been cobbled together from like you know leftovers in mm. Frankenstein's workshop, and then you have the um, bride of Frank. Well, you have the the bride. Well, we call, let's call her the bride of Frankenstein because well, we don't want to yeah, burst yeah. Joe's bubble. <laughs> so, okay, what well, we think is, oh, we, but we have essentially the female monster. The female the monster, yeah. Who is quite frankly hot? How do they explain? That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she hasn't got the bolts through her neck. Has mm. she? she has no bolts through her neck. She has no stitches anywhere. She looks like she just came off a catwalk, and somebody like you know shoved her finger into an electric socket, so her hair went on end. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably so, the base. So how do they? So are they? Is is this still the fact that Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein, cobbled her together? From oh, oh yeah, she, she was still cobbled together. She just came off better than. Oh, yeah, she, she was obviously, <laughs> obviously, yeah, it was the second one. It's his like heart, his heart was in that. Practice, practice makes perfect, I guess. I don't know, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah so I, I knew a guy who used to say that that was a thing. That was well, when you look at the, the shapes of men and women, like you look at, he says like, "Oh, God made Adam and went, I could do better." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then he made me. <laughs> and he said, "Perfection." Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so the so, okay. In the first one, the the monster goes around and gets all crazy and starts becoming a terror. And what does the what does the female monster do in the in the Bride of Frankenstein? She's not in it for too long, really. She sort of wakes up and um, Frankenstein's monster come down, sort of holds her hand, taps her hand, and then she's like got that robotic. Her head slowly moves around like clockwork. Yeah. Looks at the monster and then screams. And goes ah. And the old monster goes, oh, oh she hates me. Yeah, yeah, so so oh. that's like really, really wounds him because he's like all happy. He's like, oh, I got, I got a friend, got a, I got, got a, a friend. Companion. Yeah, um, and then when the when the bride sees him, or when the female monster, he, she just screams. But she got like a really, really funny scream. It's, it's You need to see it anyway. It's, it's just such an iconic scream. It's like, ah. Is, is this, this sounds like it's taken from the original Frankenstein novel. It does, yeah, yeah. There is, there's, uh, a lot of similarities, yeah. Yeah, because, really because there's the bit where he, uh, the monster actually kills Frankenstein's bride, bride and yeah. then he brings her back from the dead. But dead. when she sees him, she screams and all that kind of. Yeah. So, it, so it's almost as if they've taken a second bit of the book and made a second film out of it. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's um, as I say, there's that's probably what they've done. You know, they've obviously taken. Cool. Well, okay. I'm gonna. So she's. Oh man. 
Yeah. So she's not in it that long, and yet she's the most iconic thing about the film. Mm. Yeah, really. That's I mean, that's iconic in everything, really. Yeah. I think you just see it even even nowadays, don't you? People get dressed up. And, yeah. Yeah, people, people still wear that. I'm sure yeah. people wear that costume and don't have a clue what it's actually based no, on. No. So, and so that's uh, that was directed by James Whale. James that was Whale. James Whale, the director of the original Frankenstein. Yes. He made yep. it four years after the original one. one yeah. And it's another rare occasion where the original director returns and actually outdoes himself, some mm. would say. In, in some ways, he makes a, a better film. I'm not sure which one I prefer. There's some, the, 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 the scenes in the original Frankenstein are so iconic and memorable. You see them so yeah. many times. But, but Bride of Frankenstein has something else to it. So. Yeah. But even so, he's made a, a couple of fantastic films there. Is that the, he lives, he lives. It's alive, and <laughs> that's his name of God. That's great. What a great yeah. Has anyone seen the film called Gods and Monsters? Yes. It's, uh, about the it's all about James Whale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a fine film, a really fine movie. Yeah, um, it's worth seeing if anyone with gets Ian a McKellen as James Well with Ian McKellen, yeah. Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser is yeah. the, gun, the young gardener, isn't he? Yeah. That's right. He like he what wants year? to transform in the same way that he transformed his creature. Mm. What sort of year is that? Mm. Uh, that was uh, 1998, I think. Oh. It was sort yeah. of towards the end of the 90s. So. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that it was nominated for a couple of Oscars and stuff that year. I think well, it was nominated for best it. actor and best supporting actor. It's a good one. It is a good one. Ooh, we should What's do an Oscar special coming up soon. Yeah, without Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She is. She's in it. She's in it. She plays her. Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you. And now we go into man. It's been a while, but all of a sudden it's time for our first question on the quiz. So, um, what happened there? There we are. First question on the quiz. So every week, Joe comes up with a couple of clues about a cinematic legend. And this week, Joe, could you please give us your first clue? Right, I'm going to start off with a slightly more obscure question, and hopefully uh, in time, after the next couple, you'll be able to get it. The first uh, clue. This screen legend's signature was uh, considered so valuable to collectors that many personal checks that he actually wrote were never cashed because his signature was usually worth more than the amount on the check. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't I've it? Got, I've got an idea, but... Like, I think, I think uh, it, had to, it had to be somebody... It <laughs> <laughs> has to be somebody who died. And probably died before anybody could get any more signatures off them. Hmm. Uh, I've got an idea. Well, if you're playing along, I mean, be it listening or anytime you're listening on this, be it on Facebook or if it in the hospital right now, I mean, one of these is we'll give you a phone number so you can actually phone up and let us know who you think it is before we actually get to the end. Yeah. But there's three more clues to come and we'll continue this until the end of, before the end of the show. But now I'm going to go on to part two of my walks around the hospital and asking people the question, what is your favorite romantic film of all time? And this is what the second lot of people said. I've got so many. Um, oh, flipping egg. Um, it's gonna have to be Valentine's Day. Oh, that's like the anthology. Yeah, movie. it's the Valentine's Day and the New Year's Eve. Those have got to be the best two movies ever. All right, what, what do you love about them? Oh, it's just the complete fantasy, and it, oh, it's just fab. Good people, it's a crazy storyline, fantasy, completely. Oh, I read books. Books? Yeah. What's your favourite romantic story? Love ever? stories. Oh, love stories? Yeah. Is there any particular one that you yeah. think of? Yeah, a murder too. Murder? Murder stories. Love, love stories and murder stories? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, I know. So what's your favourite um, love story that you've read? Anything. Okay. No, no favourite. No favourite. 
holiday. Oh, is that the Cameron Diaz cake? Yes. Like, what do you love about it? Because um, it relates to us as a as a, a woman, and she you see two lives of how she perceives her life and a rich woman's life, um, and I think it's very well played, funny, um, very good. Um, the one that I was dragged along to see, which is my wife's favourite, is Ghost. What uh, do you think of the film? Um, initially, I thought, well, you know, boring old film, but no, it, it was it was quite nice. I mean, I've watched it two or three times with her since then. So yes, it's her favourite. Do you have a favourite scene in Ghost? I suppose it's it's got to be the one with the old um, um, lottery, the old pot, Potter's Will. It's got to be that. That is the one that everybody remembers, and that's the one that always sticks in your mind. It is a bit of a classic. It is, yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my love, my darling, I've hungered for your time. That's been spoofed so many times. <laughs> that, that, that scene is just ruined forever. The funny thing is that the first time I ever saw that, the first time I ever even heard about that scene was I saw a spoof of it in Naked Gun Two and a Half. <laughs> so I saw the spoof scene and I didn't have a clue whether it was or not. I was like, this is a bit weird. Where's the, where's the clay flying everywhere? Then I actually watched, I watched Ghost like, a couple of years ago, I was like, "This looks like that scene in Nickelodeon too." <laughs> but serious, but yeah, it's it's pretty good, pretty good. So oh, in there, we had the first lady was just somebody I bumped into in a stairwell, and then went to Luckham Ward, and I spoke to Erica. I spoke to Erica in there. Simon was the guy at the end who was talking about Ghost and how his wife dragged him along to go see it and then he ended up loving it himself. And Laura, oh Simon, hope you're listening. And I hope <laughs> everything is going, it's getting better with the arm. And um, Laura was a, a nurse on Luckham Ward who, she was the one who was speaking about Holiday, the Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet movie. And um, that just, <laughs> Joe, stop pulling that face. <laughs> 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 yeah, she was the one who was oh, was talking about that that being one of one of her like a favorite romantic film of all times. But Joe, you wanted to say something anyway? Oh yes, um, not slightly off topic, but uh, I was actually um, in St Mary's earlier in the week uh, on Tuesday. Uh, it's very rare for me to have to go into hospital for anything, and I had uh, a little bit of surgery done, just day surgery. But um, it's really, really uh, lovely to be able to say, you know, that the, the service was fantastic. Everyone was brilliant. Um, people were helpful and kind. Everyone in the, in the day surgery um, department, is it, or, or unit or whatever, you got, they were absolutely uh, fantastic. First rate. I couldn't have um, asked for uh, anything better, really. They were lovely. They made people feel very relaxed and calm. Um, everything was professional. I can't speak highly enough about them, really. It was, it was absolutely delightful. So if... Um, uh, if Roy, um, Teresa, and Charlotte A are listening, thank you guys very, very much. You uh, you made it a very stress-free and uh, and surprisingly pleasant experience. Cool. Thank you very much. And that's something you don't see that often nowadays. A happy NHS customer. <laughs> well, every time, like I say, I've always been been thoroughly impressed, and I couldn't have asked for any more. So. Cool, cool. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, what do we think about those uh, those films that that came up there? We had Ghosts. Ghosts has made a second appearance today. Um, I think we had Ghosts. We had The Holiday. Um, we had Erica, who said, um, "I didn't play everything of what she said, but she essentially said that she doesn't watch TV, doesn't watch films, hasn't doesn't own a telephone, or she only reads books." And 
loves love stories and murder stories. So I was like, I was thinking she she might actually love to read Gone Girl or something. <laughs> but um, that was an interesting film. That was a strange one. That was a strange film. That whole film was a metaphor for relationships, it wasn't was it? Definitely I, I right. Yeah, we was we were having this discussion. You yeah. should read the book. Uh, anyway, so what do we think about that? So okay, Ghost. Uh, what else did we have? Holiday. There was one other one. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day and New Year's Day. See, I thought Valentine's Day was a slasher movie. It wasn't really the one. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about <laughs> the same film. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. um, I've I've not seen most of those films, so the I can't. I can't New really Year's Day, <laughs> Valentine's Day, like these ensemble films where you get these. It's like Love Actually, and then it's these different stories. You you follow different oh, right, couples okay. around, and then this they overlap. Where one of them is a friend of someone else, and then it leads on to their story. So they're right. all these overlapping stories. I didn't like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. I, yeah. It's like it's it's just Americans trying to do love. Actually, <laughs> no, that's not going to work. Oh, yeah, Whoever's going to think that that's going to work? Oh, you're like stupid. <laughs> I think you have to find that story that you really like. With the love, actually, I've always got Hugh Grant. It's oh yeah. My way in, and so with Valentine's Day, I didn't have that one couple I was rooting for. So for me, it didn't work for me personally. Well, I'm looking down the cast list, and it's it's Jessica Alba, brilliant. Kathy Bates, fantastic. Um, Jennifer Garner, brilliant. Then we sort of going to is it is it Julia Roberts? Is she in it? I think I think she might be. Oh dear, can, Anne I, Hathaway. Then it all goes wrong. <laughs> I don't think we're going to. There's just so you, many you, people in it. You've seen it, have you, Jane? Taylor Lautner's in it. Oh, I is haven't it? seen it, no. You haven't seen it either. No. no. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. And he's with Taylor Swift, so there's like Taylor Taylor. So Taylor Lautner's in this, in this film? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hmm. When he's still <laughs> hot from the whole Twilight stuff. Well, the Ooh. Twilight, I can't stand the Twilight stuff, but I do think, I saw there's this TV show on BBC called Cuckoo. Yes. That he's yeah. in. He's brilliant in that. He is brilliant in Cuckoo, but Twilight, uh, I think he's redeemed himself a little bit with that show. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's... Um, I think, it's, but I think it's quite funny though when it comes to that. Like, I love the fact that I like how enthusiastic she was about them. How she was like, you know, oh, best films ever, Valentine's Day, <laughs> New Year's Day, oh, better. <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, that is so cool. That's cool. Fortunately, she ran off before I could actually get her name. <laughs> but, but that's pretty cool. Um, Enthusiasm is good though, whatever the film. If you like it, great. Yep, I think if you like it, if you like it, sucks to anybody who doesn't. All right, and now we're going to go to a second choice of a old school romantic film and Sharon it's yours this week tell us yep, what film did you choose my choice this week for romantic films is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers Seven Brides Yay. for Seven Brothers okay and now we're going to play something for Seven Brides for Seven Brothers a film that I'd seen but I'd forgotten about this song until I saw the title and then the whole song just came flooding back and we're going to play a little bit of dialogue which leads up to the song which explains a lot about the main character uh, who is uh, who is I think it's played by Howard Keel? Yes, his yes. oldest brother Adam. Yeah, the oldest the oldest brother several brothers for several brothers. We'll explain about the plot in a second, but we're gonna this bit of dialogue will explain a little bit about his character before he sings the song. Bless your beautiful hide. What is up with this technology today? <laughs> That's a little over 10 pounds. How much do people worth this year? Six dollars a pound. Well, I'll trade you for a new plow, two tubs of lard, barrel of molasses, 
25 pounds of chewing tobacco. And you wouldn't have a wife under the counter there. I'm looking for a wife. <laughs> Any special brand? Well, yes. I like best a widow woman that ain't afraid to work. Oh. There's seven of us men, me and my six brothers. Place is like a pigsty. The food tastes worse. So I made up my mind. Next time I come into town to trade, I'm going to bring me back a wife. Well, that's a fine thing, I must say. Thinking you could come here and trade for a wife like she was a bag of meal. Oh, oh no, ma'am. I wouldn't say that, ma'am. Well, let me tell you. None of our gals is going to go off to bear country with you to cook and wash and slave for seven slummocky backwoodsmen. There's ten men for every woman out here. You want a wife, you'll have to go back east and get one. You mean there's no unmarried females in this town? Morning, morning, Mrs. Hello, Mrs. We're having a quilting bee. We thought you might have some odds and ends. Well, I'll see. How about these? Now, just a minute. What's the matter? They married? They're spoken for. Oh, just spoken for. You had me scared. I tell you, they're promised. Oh, lady can change her mind, can't she? Pay him no mind, girls. Fred, put his things in the wagon. Don't keep him waiting. Oh, I'm in no hurry. I got all afternoon. Yeah, well, you're wasting your time. You won't find a girl in this town to marry you. Never set my mind to something yet for what I got. Whether it's plowing 20 acres in a day or dropping a tree within an inch of where I want it. I'm here today to get me a wife. I don't need to go back home empty-handed. Well, you're all pretty and fresh and young. I'll keep you in mind. But I ain't deciding on nothing until I look them all over. Bless your beautiful hide wherever you may be. We ain't met yet, but I'm a willing to bet you're the gal for me. Morning, ma'am. Morning. Bless your beautiful hide, you're just as good as lost. I don't know your name, but I'm mistaking my claim, lest your eyes is crossed. Bless her beautiful hide, yes, she's the girl for me. Oh, I need to watch that film again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, that's okay. Obviously, that's from a time when casual sexism was okay. <laughs> so, Sharon, tell us what what was he thinking about? What is the plot of this film? Can I just say that Sharon was uh, was speaking along with that word for word? Word for word. Word thing. perfect. It's obviously a, a film very close to our heart. Love that film. I love that film. Yeah, the plot there are seven brothers who live on their own in a farm um, high in the hills above Oregon, in Oregon. And they're all single, and they just one of the oldest brother decides that his time, that their place needs looking after. They're cooking, they're eating their own food, they don't like it. The place is a mess, their washing isn't getting done. I know what they need. They need a woman. <laughs> <laughs> they need I had much the same thought about a few years ago. <laughs> so their thoughts, yeah, were like, washing, cooking, something else? We need a woman for it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam decides to hop into town and buy, to find himself a wife. And the first day he's there, he sees Jane Powell chopping wood and cooking for this huge bar. And he goes, that's the gal for me, hence the song. So he takes her back to the mountains and she suddenly finds out when she arrives that it's not just her and her husband in this idyllic home. She's got six brothers-in-law that she has mm. to live, each one more sort of slobby than the last one. 
And so they decide that, hey, if my brother's got a wife, we're going to go get wives. <laughs> so they go charging off to the latest town before the snow falls. They don't want to be snowed in over winter without any fee- feminine company. Uh, so they head off to town and they grab up the first six girls that they spot. Well, not the first six girls, but they go and grab them, take them back, and then an avalanche traps them all on this farm. Oh, no. And so they've got the whole winter to get to know one another. How nice. (laughs) See, I have to say, this is a very rare occasion where we're talking about a film I've never seen before. I actually have, I I may have seen it as a kid and just not watched all the way through, but I don't recall seeing the whole thing. And I'm going straight home and I'm going to watch this thing tonight (laughs) because it sounds absolutely brilliant. It's hilarious. But it sets seminars back like 50 years, doesn't it? But who cares? It's (laughs) a good film. (laughs) It's fun. And there's some great. I just, I just, I love this film. No, I think I have to agree with you. I, I absolutely love the film. I love the film. And it manages to do this thing. I think it's one of these weird things that even now that people look back on it, and even the description you gave there is incredibly sexist. That is the kind of thing that you think this should not have been made. Why is this seen as a lovely family-friendly movie? But it somehow pulls it off. Yeah, it does. It, it somehow, it somehow pulls it off because I mean, you're watching the film and you look at it. But and the thing is, when the when the the first woman comes over there, Jane Powell, she gives as good as she gets. Yeah. As in, it's, it's almost kind of like a sort of taming of the shrew kind of thing. Yeah. Where the shrew doesn't get tamed. <laughs> because I mean, because the, one of the scenes that actually stands out for me, I think it's probably sort of borrowed from a sort of Shakespearean thing, is because the well, first time they meet how you see Howard Kill, he's like this big outdoors man with a massive bushy red beard and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and big metal teeth. Oh, no, that's Richard <laughs> Kill. <laughs> 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 and, and then at some point he shaves. Yes, so, just when he decides to go wife hunting, he cleans himself up. He cleans himself up. But I, I just remember, I remember essentially that there's, he comes to the point where he thinks, oh no, I need to change for this woman. And there's a bit where she, where he actually gets all his brothers and he makes them like toe the line because it's like, this is what she has said. And yeah. therefore she's the woman of, she, she's the, she owns this place more or less now. So you will do what she yeah, says. This is her house. You follow yeah. her rules. Because at the first thing she makes this wonderful meal and this table's laden down with all this wonderful food. And they come in, she rings the bell and before the, even the triangle was stopped clanging, yeah. they've, devoured they've fallen upon it and they're tearing it with their hands and they're just food is flying everywhere and she just attacks them with a wooden spoon it's like no you don't you might have done it before but you you do not do, do, not that do this now. yeah you do not do this now there's a new sheriff new sheriff, new in, sheriff town. in town <laughs> there's some wonderful lines in it though because they, they she tries to teach them how to go courting oh, yeah. and she says you know <laughs> say something nice gideon nice night for coon hunt <laughs> <laughs> And you think, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is Russ Tamblin in this? Yes, We're he's the youngest West brother. Side story. Yeah. The he's... brothers are easy to identify because they're all alphabetical order that starts with Adam, Benjamin, Caleb, Daniel, Ephraim, <laughs> Frank, Frank for Frankincense, Gideon. Gideon, there you go. <laughs> but, but Russ Tamblin, I mean, I think he's uh, one of my favourite. West Side Story and a few others, Tom Thumb. Yeah. Great. Great acrobat as well. Oh so. yeah! Oh, there's this one, the barn dance. The barn yes. dance. Yeah. The barn yeah, dance. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's an amazing yeah, scene. That is yeah. a great Just scene. Just the choreography that. in yep. that is mental. It is. I love I, musicals, but the thing I always just drives me mad. The same with action films is I can't bear the big action scene, the big car chase. Yeah. I think oh, just cut it short, really. Yeah. And they go on for too long. And I always find with like the Busby Barclay type musicals, you know, those forties ones. To me, the musical numbers are like. It's too long. Just, yeah. I don't need oh, all that. that was... And this is the only <laughs> musical where I absolutely embrace that 
big dance number, the barn dance thing. Yeah, the barn. The mm. barn raising, then they all kind of turn into a massive brawl, doesn't it? Yeah. Fabulous. That's absolutely amazing. Where they're throwing the axes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That whole sequence, I couldn't, I couldn't cut a single scene from this film. Whereas most films, you think I could done without that particular yeah. Yeah. dance number or that particular musical number. Yeah. But this, I don't, I couldn't cut any of it. Yeah, love it. Look, Sharon, all I can say is thank you so much for bringing this film back up. <laughs> it's, uh, thank you for bringing it back. And I think it's, I think it, there's there's a stage adaptation of it a couple of years back, I think, or something like that. But I, I don't got to see the Howard Kill Jane Powell version. And I would. And it's got the fabulous Julie Newmar in it because I don't know oh, yeah. the whole of the film. You know, to Wong through thanks for everything from Julie, Julie Newmar. Newmar. Julie Newmar is one of the brides. She oh. later became Catwoman. Yeah, she became. But she, I think she's the prettiest of all the brides actually because she's you no, know, she's really. Shapely well, she, and tall. She has a totally different look. She, yeah, she's just gorgeous. Yeah. She has to. She didn't even have like a stereotypical <laughs> matinee idol look. She just no, she's she, stunning. Yeah, she 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 looked quite different. Can I just uh, shout out to the director Stanley Dunnan, who directed Charade, oh. which is one of my top favourite films ever. Uh, Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant, fantastic director. So obviously, this is one I have to catch up on very quick. Cool, good stuff, good stuff. And now, Joe. It's taken us a while, but we've got him there. Second clue. Right, okay. A nice simple one this time. Uh, this particular screen legend was born in 1924 uh, and is mentioned in the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh. Mm, I think now. I'm going through that. Oh, everyone sorry. around the hospital is now going... We should just play that now. <laughs> it would give a very big clue. But it could be one of a number. There's quite a few legends mentioned uh, in that song. All right, okay, cool. What okay, year cool. was he born again, Joe? 1924. What was the first clue again? What did he do? Uh, his signature was actually worth more than the, the personal checks, that that most wrote. of the checks that he wrote. So most people never cashed them because his signature was more valuable than the money that the check was worth. Okay, cool. <clears throat> And now we're going to move on on the subjects of quizzes. We had, uh, I spoke to a gentleman called Dennis. Dennis, um, in the, um, he's, this is the final interview section where we're asking people about their favorite romantic movies of all time. Hello, Dennis. Yeah, who essentially, yeah, yeah, Dennis, yeah, um, I had to show him how to use the whole hospital. Dennis, hope you're listening, hope the whole thing worked, and I hope it just, I hope it's still working right now. And he essentially more or less took your job, Joe, and he decided, mm-hmm. his interview turned into a bit of a quiz yeah. because while he knew, th- what film it was, and he could remember it in great detail. He could not remember the name. Right. So okay. So let's see. Let's see. And I think uh, I think it, was, it comes pretty obvious. So much that I had to cut my I had to cut me talking out of it. But let's see if anybody else can figure out what film this is. Hmm. There was one going back. Oh God, long long time ago, it's an American one. And he's a very famous actor. It's a quite a long film. Quite a few hours too. I do walk down across California, no, North Virginia way. I think. Yeah, during the disturbance between the North and the South. Now that was a brilliant film. Now that's going back to 1935. 35? Well, around about 1940. Oh, no, it was a bit later than that one. That was that was my one of the best ones. That was really very, very good. Oh, that's good. I can't, can't remember the actor's name. Yeah, so guys, what do you reckon that was? Well, Gone with the Wind? Yeah, Gone with the Wind is 1939, so it's got to be yeah. that, isn't it? 
Yep, it's yep. going with the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going with the wind. It's like because uh, he was saying that when he also said like Northern Virginia, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. going with the wind. Which, which American Civil War, hours long. What else could? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Once he said like you know between the north and the south, and I was like, it's a very long film. Like yeah, going with the wind. Mm. American Civil War, north yeah. and south, very very long. I'm thinking Cold Mountain. Then he said you know it was actually very good. So, <laughs> oh, I like Cold Mountain. <laughs> no, so do I. So do I. So do I. So do I. It's not too bad. It's yeah. not too bad. Famous, uh, yeah, it was it's like you know famous actor. I was like oh yeah 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 going with the wind. That's another film that's been showing up a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mentioned it not uh, last week was it. Yeah, well, yeah, also, the week. quiz yesterday is one of the romantic films, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, and yeah. The, sorry, okay, the guys, you might hear that they keep referring to a quiz. That's because we all go to a quiz in the Sydney world, on um, <laughs> Sydney world on Coppins Bridge, every Thursday evening at 7.30. Hello, Dan. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Dan. Dan, <laughs> Dan yeah, Dan, who works at the, at the Sydney world, puts the quiz together. It's actually a pretty good one. So when you get out of the hospital, come down on a Thursday evening and see where you can see if you can join in in all the fun. So yeah, that was Go When the Wind showed up again there. And um, I think we've spoken about it at length, so I'm not going to say too much about it. But uh, I know that there was actually another nurse who said Go With the Wind, but she kind of said it as she was running away from me as I was running towards her with it. She was like, she's like, Go With the Wind. No, get away from me! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that happens a lot when I go into the hospital. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. But let's move on. Uh, so we've had a little bit of an interlude with that quiz from Dennis. Thank you very much, Dennis. And now we are going to go on to um, question number three. Right. Uh, okay. So I'm just wondering which one to do, the third or fourth one next. We'll go with this one. Okay, the very last film role that was ever offered to the screen legend uh, was that of the character Rayburn in Tony Scott's Man on Fire in 2004. This was less than a year before our screen legend passed away. That was the role that was played ultimately by Christopher Walken. So who do you think of of the greats of Hollywood, which of the the screen legends would have fit quite comfortably in the Christopher Walken role in Tony Scott's Man on Fire? And that was less than a year before he ultimately passed away. Oh, that's rubbish. I thought it was a director. (laughs) (laughs) What year was that again, Joe? Sorry with the years. 2004. Yeah. So he he was about 80 when he died? He he died exactly 80 years old. Hmm. Oh. Oh, you got me stumped. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna clean. I'm gonna wait for this. Light. I'm gonna wait. I have. I have a. He died in. So it's, he died 2005. Died 2004. 2004. 2004. Yeah. 2004. Signature. What was the second one again? Um, screen legend was born in 1924 and was mentioned in the Billy Joel song. We didn't start the fire. Okay, cool. I think I have an idea. But, um, I always have an idea. But we shall see. Now, final section. A time with you is almost up this week. But the final section this week is what we call exception to the rule. The show's called They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. But as we've already heard tonight, that there are some films made after 1980 that still pass muster and still would be great to stand in the pantheon of film at any point in time. Sharon has chosen one for us this week. And Sharon, can you tell us which one it is? Yeah, this is another film that I know all the words to. Like Seven Brides and Brothers, I can more or less tell you the next line before it happens. <laughs> this is a film from 1992 and it is the fabulous Strictly Ballroom. 
Love is in the air Everywhere I look around Yes, Love is in the Air by John Paul Young from the 1992 movie Strictly Ballroom. Thank you once again, Sharon. I <laughs> love this film. It's a spectacular camp fest. It is so lovely and wonderfully camp. This is Camp Zero Tense. Yeah. And it's, it's fab. And it's the first time I ever heard Australian action, uh, accents on film. And yeah. I, because I was in Nigeria. Let him musicality, please. Yeah, and I was kind of like, why are they speaking like that? But somehow I still understood what they're talking about. But it was, it's, uh, yeah, it's such a great film. And it's also the first in Baz Luhrmann's series of the Red Curtain trilogy. Yeah, the Red Curtain trilogy. So I think without this, there would have been no Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Without this, I don't think it like, would have gone on to make Moulin Rouge or would have gotten it. So, and without Or even this, The Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah. Gatsby, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and also, without this, I do not think we would have Strictly Come Dancing. No, it again. Come I back. really don't see how you're selling this to me. You <laughs> basically just said the world would be a better place if we'd never had Strictly come, uh, strictly Ballroom. Um, I'm stumped. No, I, I quite like Moulin Rouge and I quite like Romeo and Juliet. I'm not sure I like And also the like sunscreen it. song. Didn't he write that, Baz Luhrmann? Yeah, that, we could have done without that. What, that was what did you think? Cool. I love the subject song. What did you think about the remake of Gatsby then? I haven't oh. seen that, actually. That's you didn't like it, did you? I didn't love it. I, I thought it was excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. But then, I'm a big DiCaprio fan. Yeah, yeah I am. It's just like, really class. Mm. Okay, so anyway, Strictly Roll, if you get a chance, go watch it. But Sharon, quick summary. Yeah. What is it about? It's Im- You're immersed in the world of Australian competitive ballroom dancing. The One yes. of the things that makes this... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, get in! Back of the net. I think what makes this film so extraordinary is the fact that you never leave that world. You don't see, they, they all have jobs, but you only get glimpses of the life outside. The world of this of, of competitive ballroom dancing is all-consuming. It takes over their whole lives. So every scene you see them is, is connected to their dancing. And it's just it's just amazingly camp. It's got some great lines in it. Um, as every now and then, I do find myself saying, wonderful, wonderful fruit, everything. Because, <laughs> because one of the characters is, <laughs> that's the only thing he can think to say to this wonderful ballroom dancer. She comes out and she does the whole twirl and he just goes, yeah, Wonderful, wonderful fruit, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it's got one of my favourite, what I call rewind moments in film as romantic films. There's a song they dance to called Perhaps, Perhaps, Perhaps. Oh. Um, it's one of those ones that as soon as you watch it, you think, I need to watch that again. That was the first it's, time I ever heard that song as well. It's just, that's just, to me, that's the most romantic, one of the most romantic scenes in cinema, that that one dance song. Because my, my friends and I, we did a whole Your Best Rewind moment where you have to see that again. Yeah. And my other, my friend's choice of the most romantic moment in cinema was from Before Sunset, where there's a scene where they stand in an elevator and they just look at each other for three minutes within silence. It's just this ex, ex, exchange of glances. Yeah. So for me, it's that heightened wonderful romanticness about it but it's it's all about the ballroom it's all about the campness and yeah you just got to embrace it you've got to dive in like you're diving into a pink marshmallow I, I think it's I think it's probably it's for me it's one of the best dance movies of the last couple of decades yeah it defines them all what's that was that recent one that came out the other year with um oh what's, what's, what's the guy's name who was in um uh, Cuban Fury. You Cuban Fury, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Again, I quite enjoyed that. Again, actually, it's camp. To be fair, yeah. Another romantic movie I quite like is Dirty Dancing. 
I'm sorry. I do know. you? Actually, do you? Actually, no. quite a soft spot for that. You do, do you? Nobody puts Joey in the corner. No, they no. don't. Except, <laughs> except this guy, these these guys at this show. Have you got? Okay. Uh, is it time for another clue? It is time for another clue. Right. We're just okay. about time for that. I've chosen this one very carefully. Okay, there are four actors that have managed to win two acting Oscars in films that have also won Best Picture. Okay, Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman, Gene Hackman and our movie legend today. So these are actors that have won acting Oscars two times, both in films that have won best film at the Oscars. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take a wild shot because here. The film, the film, and the they guy, won best, yeah. The guy I was thinking of, I think he's, I know he definitely won a best actor picture, uh, Oscar, but I thought he only won one. I don't know where he won to. I'm thinking of two. I'm thinking of two that won. Two other. Is okay. that? Oh, I thought. I thought. Okay, okay go. I've okay. got it. I think. Okay, I, cool. I, I, Sean, if, if you're ready, you want to go? I'm going to say, I don't know. This is a wild shot. Marlon Brando? Sharon, what do you reckon? No idea. I was going to say Charlton Heston, but I don't think he's a screen legend who, whose autograph was more valuable than his check, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, my, my thought was Marlon Brando. My thought was Marlon Brando. When you said the Man on Fire thing, I was thinking mm. Marlon Brando would probably have been the person that the, anybody would have wanted at that time. So, with us running quickly running out of time, Joe, what is the answer? The answer, this week's uh, movie legend, is Marlon Brando. Yes! <laughs> yes! Anyway, anyway, with that, with the clock quickly running down, I want to say thank you to absolutely everybody who partook today. Everybody who stopped to speak to me as I accosted you with a sound recorder in the hospital. Thank you for your choices of film. Thank you for sharing with us your what you love most of the most romantic thing. Thank you to, I have to say this, I know it might be a bit sexist, but thank you to all the guys who actually opened up and told us what films they find romantic. I have great, great, great respect for you. So until next week, when we'll be talking about something totally different, get well, get out of the hospital, get back home, Watch Seven Bites for Seven Brothers, watch Strictly Ballroom, and remember that they do not make them like they used to. Thank you very much.